Hey guys, welcome back to the Dot One Podcast, episode number nine. Man, last week was fantastic. We're going to get into some things. Uh, pretty crazy week last week for me and my family. Uh, we'll talk about that and just talk about some other shit. Let's go. Even when you feel low, you can still go. Even when you feel slow, you can still go. Even when there's no hope, you can still go. I never answered a no, man, I still go. Go, 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 go. What is up, my audience, to anyone who's listening, or just the one single human that may be listening, who knows, the podcast has grown, we've gotten much bigger than I anticipated, to be honest with you, Uh, like I didn't, I thought maybe, I don't know. 20 people might listen. We're up to 50 subscribers. We've had over 500 listens. Uh, So, you know, just people playing our podcast. And I think that's crazy, for one. (laughs) And I think it's awesome. I think it's awesomely crazy. I didn't expect that, and I am very grateful. Last week was pretty wild. The podcast we put out last week was pretty intense. Uh, my man Dakota, Mass Art retired, Hughes, was on talking about mental health and uh, the the things that go with that when we're talking about the military and, you know, just people in general, really. Uh, And he talked, he told his story very vulnerable on the podcast, which I appreciate. And I know you guys listening appreciate that. Uh, I told him, I said, listen, man, we can get as deep as you want or keep it surface level, um, whatever you're comfortable with. And he did tell me he left some things out, which I get, which I totally expected. But he did get a lot deeper than I thought he was going to. So, which I really appreciate. And I know you guys do as well. Those things are important, man. You know, talking about those things that are, make us uncomfortable, I think, as humans, because we want to, some of us live in this fairy tale land where everything's great and, you know, it's all sunshine and rainbows all the time. But that's just not the case. It's not reality. Um, so I appreciate that from, from Dakota for real. That shit was on point. You know, he didn't have to do that. So I appreciate that. Last week was tough for my family and I, we had to put down a dog that we had for 15 years And it wasn't a surprise to have to put him down because, I mean, he's old. And he was a big dog. He was a a husky German Shepherd mix. He had a blue eye and a brown eye. 
His name was Too Low. Mallory and I picked that cat up uh, in Denver when we lived in Colorado, and he was a skinny, skinny boy. He was basically full-grown, but he was about a year old when we got him. And Tulowitzki, Troy Tulowitzki was one of my favorite baseball players back then, so we named him Tulo because that's what everyone called Tulowitzki. Everyone would call him Tulo and you know, around the Colorado Rockies. And uh, so we named him Tulo. He was with us for a while. You know, the crazy thing about Tulo was he would always just run. So if you have a Husky, you know that they are great escape artists. And he would dig under the fence. He would jump the fence. He would... You know, want to go play with other animals and end up, this is going to sound crazy, but he would end up killing the animals. <laughs> it's not funny, but it's like he just wanted to play. So I'll tell you a story. We moved from uh, Colorado to Barksdale in Louisiana, like you guys know, and we moved on to main base housing. I think this is the first time that he murdered someone. He gets out the front door, and when he when he gets out, you know, we learn to not chase him because then he'll just keep running, and he doesn't even run. He just, like, prances around. But he's faster than you, so you can never catch him unless you corner him. But he gets out, and he goes across the street or kitty corner to our on-base house, and then he comes back, I think. I mean, somehow we get him back. But a couple minutes later, maybe an hour or two later, my wife answers the door, and it's this hysterical lady at the door saying that our dog had killed their rabbits. If you know anything about pet rabbits, I mean, I don't know, probably all rabbits, but pet rabbits, if they get too scared, like they'll have a heart attack. There's my dog there, Trig. But they'll have they'll if they th- get too scared they'll have a heart attack and die. So this rabbit never got out of the cage, but Tulo was up fucking with it and you know up at the cage fucking with the cage and gave the rabbit a heart attack and he died. So parts of me feels bad, right? Because that's probably a you know family pet, one of the kids' pets, which is terrible. But you weren't supposed to have like exotic pets inside base housing, so uh, it's kind of. I'm not saying that you know Tulo got released to go police all the exotic pets and all that stuff, but you're really supposed to only have domestic animals, like. A cat or a dog. Nevertheless, he ended up killing this rabbit and this lady was pissed. So that was murder number one. Murder number two that I can remember was when we were in, when we moved from off base or from on base to off base and we bought our first house. First, what we had to do was build a privacy fence because we had bought the house and it had a chain link fence all the way around the big, huge backyard. 
there's already places where like a previous dog had dug under, there were some holes or whatever. So we'd place rocks temporarily, but then we, you know, spent five, six thousand dollars, whatever it was, to put a huge privacy fence up. It was gigantic. Moments, I feel like it was moments after we put that privacy fence up, the damn dog dug under and got out. So he gets out behind our house, was it like another cul-de-sac neighborhood type deal. And, you know, I'm searching for this dog all over the place. I drive around for the backside of the house and I find him in a backyard and he's just standing there in the backyard. So I walk up to him. He doesn't even move. He just stands there. And I just grab him by his collar after hours of looking for him. And I'm like, yo, let's go. So I whip my truck up and getting ready to throw him back into the walking off the backyard to put him into the truck. And I, I, what I didn't notice as I walked up, but when I start to, when we start to walk away, I look down on the ground and there's like three or four dead rabbits. And so I am like, Oh my God, (laughs) not again. This time he had somehow opened the cage up and got the rabbits out. Now, they weren't, like, mauled up or anything. They were just, like, they're dead. Like, they just had, fell over and died. Um, and so I'm just standing there, like, just, like, looking at this carnage. And the, I don't know if it was a homeowner, like, the homeowner's boyfriend or something like that comes out the back. Because I'm standing in their backyard, you know, with this fucking dog. He comes out the back and he's like, Yo, what's up? I'm like, oh, my dog got out, and uh, yeah. I like pointed down at the rabbits. Now I have to go tell the kid's wife, or the kid, the kid's wife, the uh, the kid's mom, and she comes running out, and she it you could have, you would have thought like her children were there just mauled to death how she like screamed and stuff. And this was like right after Easter. Go figure. She says something to the effect of like, we just got those, you know, we just got those for the kids for Easter. Blah, blah, blah. Cause their other ones had died and they got her new bunnies and all that stuff. And I'm like, Oh fuck. I feel terrible. And so I, Call Mallory. I said, hey, I have to, though. Come pick them up. And also, I need you to bring, like, it was like 300, 300 bucks of cash or something like that. Because I was like, I will pay for new bunnies. How much is the cage? Because he had clearly broke the cage. So I was like, how much is the cage? And I paid for a new cage, I think. I don't know. I just gave her money. So I... I, I call Mallory. I say, hey, I need 300 I think it was $300. I need $300 to give this lady because Tulo killed all of her bunnies and broke her cage. She's like, okay, okay. So she goes. I think she, I think she picked up Tulo first, took him back to the house inside, and then 
goes to the ATM down there at the gas station, gets some money, and comes back. And so I give this lady, you know, this money, and I haven't, you know, didn't hear from her since. And, I mean, after that, you know, it's just, here's your money. Sorry. So sorry. I got to go. So we left. (laughs) And that was it. A couple months later, I'm driving back to the back way to our house. And I see this sign, and it says, anyone with an off-leash pet will be a, will have a $100 fine. And so I think to myself, like, fuck, I should have just called the cops. I think the lady wanted to call the cops, too. And I was like, well, I'll just, I'll just pay. Because I didn't want anything to happen with Tulo, you know, and fucking killing rabbits and shit. So I'm driving back, and I see this sign, a neighborhood sign that says, hey, off-leash pets, you'll get a $100 fine. And I was like, fuck, we should have just called the cops. I could have got a $100 fine and saved a couple hundred bucks. But I think we did the right thing by, you know, paying whatever the lady told us was the bunnies were worse. She fucking, she probably got them for free. Oh, I know. She's probably, you know, breeding bunnies somewhere. Getting the bunnies for free. Probably made a fucking cage out of a cardboard box or some shit and kept 300 bucks for next Easter. That was another thing. It was right by Easter. Killing bunnies. It's a bad look. Then, after that, the murder streak is not over. So we go... (laughs) We kind of fortify our backyard and all that stuff. And I think he had got out a couple other times, but it was probably more like opening the door and he snuck out, you know. But we take the dogs to Michigan for Christmas because we're going to be there for a couple weeks. And we didn't really have a good dog sitter. Still don't to this day, besides Patrick. He's, He's always been a good dog sitter. Um. But we take Leo and Tulo to Michigan with us. And I think it was the first day we were there. Tulo had got out of this little dog area that my parents have. And he's gone. And around our house, it's just cornfields. And at this time, there's probably six to eight inches of snow on the ground. So... He gets out, and he is running. I'm talking, you know, if you've ever been in the country, we're talking cornfields, huge. Okay, houses are miles apart. Um, But this dude's running. I got some of the neighbors chasing him. We're chasing him. My parents are chasing him. And, you know, we kind of lose him for a little bit, and, then we see him, and then we'll lose him again. We see him. So during the times one of that, <clears throat> when we lost him and we couldn't really find where he was at, one of the neighbors that my mom and dad had, they have chickens. And we knew he was over by the chickens. So we kind of run over there by the chickens, and as we're chasing him and running, he, we find a chicken laying on the ground. And this chicken had been eaten a little bit, like he'd been gnawed on. 
And it turns out, and these these people were like friends with my mom and dad, but it turns out that this chicken was the one of the owner's favorite chicken. Fucking go figure. So we, uh, you know, we apologize for that. I don't know if we paid any money. I can't remember, but I think that was the last time he murdered someone. It was really like the last big time that he had gotten out. Since we had moved shortly after that, I feel, I feel like we moved to San Antonio. and I can only remember one or two times he actually got out in San Antonio. But man, that dude would escape. And it's not like he didn't want to come back. Like I feel like if he we just let him out and run around the neighborhood, like he would eventually come back. And... You know, when he would run, he would just, like I said, he would just trot along just just fast enough where you weren't going to catch him. He would never come if you called him. So we would run, we would, we would go chasing him down the street, and there would be someone walking, and he would never harm anybody, but he would, you know, they would kind of freak out because there's a loose dog, and they've got these two crazy people chasing him down the road. And we'd be like, grab his leash, grab his collar, grab his collar. And sometimes, man, some people just look at us like, uh, no, I'm not going to do that. And they just keep walking. Sometimes people would grab his collar and they'd be like, oh, my God, thank you so much. So that happened. Uh, probably the first 10 years of his life, he was doing that crazy shit. And then, uh, you know, and then he just, it was hard to tell that he was old, too, because he would, uh, you know, he was like, straight white, all white. And so it was hard to tell, like, you know, because we had a black dog, too, Leo, and you could tell when he got old because he would turn really gray, and he knew that he was he was an old dog. But Tulo was hard to tell, really, because he was, he was all white, and unless you were up close and talking to him, you could realize that he didn't have many teeth left. That's how you could you could also figure out how he was old there too, but he uh just recently, probably about a year, maybe a year and a half ago, he started developing these lumps on his body. And we took him to the vet back in July, I think, or yeah, it was back when I got I got back from Kuwait. We took him to the vet and they said, you know, I mean, regardless of what it is, which I agree with, regardless of what it is, he, you know, he's 15 years old. So the chances of him surviving some type of surgery or or anything like that are fairly low. So we're like, all right, I mean, let's just, you know, we'll just ride it out and, you know, give him the best life we can possibly give him as long as he's comfortable and not really feeling like he's in pain, then we'll let him let him roll. And that's what it was like for like the last from like July till now. Like he was chilling. You know, he would still play with Trig and and run around and you know, over the last couple of months he's had a couple of rough times like get, just getting off the floor. He would be slow just getting off the floor and or slow laying down or whatever the case is, but he's old, you know. That's just what old people and old dogs do. 
so that happened and then over the weekend not this not this past weekend but the weekend before was when it was like a sudden decline where we could see like hey he's hurting and he would kind of you know moan a little bit when he was getting down or he was getting up and he was really slow to walk head down looked like he was hurting so Mallory and I made the call you know let's take him in I think his time has come and I think that you know that's a hard decision to make because you just don't know like they can't tell you anything so you're just like you know you don't want to keep him around too long where he's hurting all the time you know that seems selfish and then I mean what if what if nothing's wrong or I mean obviously something was wrong he had a significant growth like around his shoulder area but what if you know what if it's just a lift node acting up you just don't know it's kind of how it was with I mean it wasn't like that with Leo either but Leo was rough getting up and down and all that stuff too but it's just a hard decision to make man and when a dog lives with you for 15 years it's uh you know it's tough I got him when or Mallory and I got him when uh, Avery was born around that time. No, was it? Yeah, Mallory's sitting in here. She was one when we got him, but he was estimated to be one. No one really knew. It was one-ish when we got him, just based off of you know his size and all that stuff. So. So he was approximately 15 years old. And, you know, you just, I took him to the vet. And I was comfortable with it. You know, I was, I think I'd come to grips for a while that it was going to happen soon. It wasn't a surprise to anyone in our house. I think it just happened so quickly over the weekend, you know, that Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then we take them in on Monday, something like that. Tuesday, I think we took them. But over that weekend, it just kind of, or not gradually, it kind of really spiked down his um, just ability, you know, to just get around and all that stuff. So when I took him in, I was good. I was, you know. Acting tough, I guess. I don't know. And then, you know, when all that stuff, if you ever put a dog down, you know what I'm talking about, but when all that stuff goes down and they start making them feel good and all that, and all that, it just hits you, you know, and it's like, damn. You know, this dude's been with us for 15 years. And now you got to come home to, you know, one of my dogs, Trig, who's a young pup. He's like, what, you know, I feel like he's like, what the hell's going on? You know, and for a couple of days and still kind of today, he's, I think he's still like, where's Tulo at, you know? And it's, uh, 
It's tough. It's tough on the children. You know, we have Audrey who probably won't. You know, she'll probably be like a month and a couple months down the road where she'll, it'll hit her, you know. She doesn't really uh, show any emotion over it that I've seen anyway. And you got Avery who just don't talk to me about it. You know, she's just kind of one of those, like, I don't want to talk about it. Which I think she gets that kind of from me. Probably her mom, too. And then, you know, because she just strives to be strong, I think. To a fault sometimes. But I understand. And then Ayla, you know, just wants to draw pictures. She sent a picture to heaven for Tula. She loved Tula. You know, and then Mallory and I would kind of just hit us up, you know, from time to time. It's just sad. You know, the first couple couple days, four or five days, it'll just hit us. And we'll just be sad about it and then go on to the soccer game or whatever we're doing. It's just a tough time, dude. Like, putting the pet down is fucking hard. And it's, uh, like, it's the third one that we've put down. Like, we've got to, like, stop getting dogs or some shit because, I don't know. We've got to keep pressing on, man. You know, what else are you going to fucking do? Just sulk in your wounds, you know? That ain't the answer. There's a time to be sad, you know? should be sad it'd be weird if you weren't but then you just gotta keep moving forward I think Tulo's in a better spot now he's probably running around with Leo probably staying away from Titus they're probably doing their own thing out there and it is what it is but 15 years with anybody Dog or human is a long time. So, so that happened last week. And then, man, some other things I feel like happened last week too. Oh, and then uh, Ayla gets a damn ear infection. Think double. I think a double ear infection, but good thing we had meds for from the last time. And so that was a treat. And then we had soccer games on Saturday and Sunday. I'm, th- I'm sure something else happened. I can't remember. We had soccer games Saturday and Sunday, and then the Sharks win 4-2 uh, and two on the season. The Sting went 5-1, and one, which was Ayla's team. She scored probably most of the goals throughout the season. There was a couple games she was a little lax on. And then uh, Avery had, you know, she became a, 
I think, a legitimate goal scorer this year. She really turned it on. Audrey became an elite defender. And Ayla, her freakishly good ball skills and goal scoring uh, abilities continued. I don't know what's I don't know what's up with that one, but she's she's good. So yeah, I mean it turned out to be a pretty good weekend, I feel. But at my soccer at my soccer game with the Sharks, they started the first half off real lazy. Just lazy. Um not motivated to be there, not really putting forth the effort. We talked before, like, motivation is pretend. Like, you can't count on that shit. So you just got to be disciplined in your craft and, and what you're doing. And I told those kids that, too. Um, throughout the season, I would tell them shit like that I talk about on this podcast. So, like, you know, hard work beats talent and all that stuff. And so I kind of challenged them at halftime, and I told them, I said, hey, listen, man, we can – I just told him like this. I said, listen, you know, if you guys don't want to be here, then we don't have to be here. We can just tell the referee that we forfeit and we can move on to tomorrow. Try again. Oh, no, coach, no, we don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. No, 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 no. Okay. Well, then how about you get your, you know, heads out of your butts and let's fucking, let's go win a game. We're down four to one at halftime. I mean, we were getting smoked. We're down four to one at halftime. And I challenged the kids to go ahead and get into the game. Go ahead and go ahead and play, you know, like I know how you can. And we ended up winning seven to five. And we have so much talent. We had so much talent on that team. We had really good defense. Our midfield was good. Our forwards were really good. And we had so much opportunity to score goals every single game. We wouldn't score as many as we, we thought we probably should have, but the opportunities were always there. So I told them, I said, listen, it's hard work beats talent. So if you think that you're talented, if you think you're talented enough, you know, just to go out there and and, and play and, and win, well, then you're wrong because you still have to work hard. The person that works hard and continues to work hard and work hard and work hard and work hard and that's all they know will always beat the person that's just relying on their talent every time. So if you're a person that, like, struggled at school and really needed to study, and then you we all know that one person that could just – look at the cover of the book and know what's in it and get an A on the test. You know, we all know that person. Uh, You will always, if you continue to work hard at everything that you do, you'll always outlast the people that rely on their talent alone. And then if you're talented and work hard, then you, you can't be stopped. You know, it's just just the way it is. It's a law of physics, if you will. I don't really know much about physics. I took a physics class in, I think, 11th grade, maybe 12th grade. 
I haven't paid much attention. But it has to be right. If you combine talent and hard work, the chances of you being stopped are almost zero. If you rely on your talent alone, you will eventually be passed by the person that continues to fucking grind. When you combine those, it's over. It's absolutely over. So that's what I told the children of the sharks. And I challenged them. And they rose to the occasion. We won on Saturday. Close game. But, you know, we kind of let up the gas a little bit at the end. And then, you know, come Sunday afternoon, we let it rip again. So I was super proud of them. And I I know I told you, cats, in the beginning of this podcast that I didn't want to coach. Um, but all of them, I think all of them said that they're going to come back next fall. So I'll probably be the Sharks 12U coach again. Because all of them were 11, so they'll all be able to like stay, stay put. Um, so that'll be great. Yeah. So that's kind of what we did. You know, at work, I've been, uh, been really, I wouldn't say struggling. Like I got a new outlook. I feel like on like problems and stuff. I heard this one cat say that we don't have problems. We just have more work to do. I've kind of embraced that mentality whenever I have an issue at work with even, you know, with either a individual or like a process. So if there's a problem with a process or a problem with an individual that I have uh, that I'm working with or that works for me or, or I work for or whatever the case is, I don't find it as a problem. I just find it as more work to do, whether it's more mentoring or whether it's changing a process or, or, um, you know, learning from my superiors or whatever the case is. Problems are, we all know what problems are. Think of like your worst possible thing that could happen to you in your life. Like that's a fucking problem. That's an issue. Um, this is going to sound like super extreme, but like, just think of like your closest person to you dying. Like that's a problem. Like instantly. That's an issue. That's something that we're going to have to fucking get through. Things that happen at work, like disagreements or issues that arise from procedural issues or other, you know, just shit that happens at work that we don't like. Like, those are just, those aren't, those aren't fucking problems. 
It just means we have more work to do, whether it's to teach somebody or whether it's to learn, whether it's to change a process, reduce a process, you know, greaten a process, whatever the case is. It's just more work for us to do. It's no big deal. We just do it and we move forward. So I've I've kind of taken that recently, I've taken that kind of mindset of, you know, we don't we don't have problems, we just have more work to do. And I don't really know if it's working yet, so I'm going to uh keep it I'm gonna keep that with me because I, I really like the the message there and I really like the idea of it. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to use that, you know, whenever I think that I have a quote unquote problem at work or a problem in the house or whatever the case is, it's not a, it's not a problem. It's just more work and we can all do that. You know, something that I can control, you know, problems are things that are out of our control that really affect us. So. So try that. You know, if you find yourself just like, oh, fuck, there's this, there's that, there's this, there's that at work. Like, think of a big picture. Like, really step back and think big picture. Is this really a problem? Is someone going to die? Is someone going to lose their job? Is someone, you know, is someone going to get fired? Is someone... Like, all that stuff is so... Those are big things. Those are problems, right? But all the things that we have control over and that we can we can work through, that's all it is is just working through. And it's all it is is just more work for us to do, which we have total control over. So there's that. It's kind of where my mindset's at been recently with, with you know, issues at work. Um, just issues in general. Starting on Saturday with uh, some with the baseball season. That's going to be another thing. We're going to have a whole podcast on that, maybe a couple. I'm going to bring a couple of uh, my baseball buddies on, and you guys will I'll open up your eyes to the world of college baseball and and on the back end of it too, like the sacrifice that my family makes and and that I make to uh to you know do that it's a you know it's not it's not easy it's easy when you get that you know $1000 check every week from working on the weekend but sometimes that doesn't always doesn't always matter you know Last couple of years, I've been well. This last year, I didn't wasn't able to do it, but because I was deployed. But you know, I've been real cognizant. I feel like you know, Mal and I talk about like the weekends I need to take off and all that stuff. So yeah, that'll be a whole different podcast. But I really wanted to come on here and just share with you guys about what went down last week. Um, express my gratitude for Dakota for coming on. And 
you know, share the lesson of the Sharks over the weekend because I think it's a good one. Hard work beats talent every time. And then also share uh, you know, kind of a mind shift or mind, mindset shift that I've had recently with the whole uh, problems and more work to do concept. So this probably wasn't as sexy as all the other um, podcasts, but I think it's important. So, And this is my fucking podcast anyway, so I'll say whatever I want, even if it's only a couple listeners. Up to 50 now. So I appreciate you guys. Love, love, love. Peace. I never answered no man, I still go, go, go.